Typically, in our experience, in a lot of projects, what tends to happen is the building owner comes to the design team with a bunch of property requirements. You know, they say, I need process parameters, I need fire rating, I need sound rating, and all of these different properties to be attached to certain elements in the model. And these property requirements get defined either as MVDXML or Excel or JSON or something like that. And so the idea is when you start a project, you first come into the properties tab and anchor here and import your owner's property requirements directly into Anchor. Previously, if you were using shared or project parameters in Revit, and you were maybe having a Dynamo script that automates the creation of these shared parameters, you don't need to do that anymore. You come to Anchor, you import your owner requirements, and it just creates all of those requirements directly as Anchor properties for you to start working with. Hey friends, welcome back to Beamboys. I have today here with me Harsh and Salim from Reop, and we are going to talk about Anchor a product they are developing. Hi, Harsh. Hi, Salim. How are you doing, guys? Hi. Good, man. The weather in Oslo is turning turning bad, but it's getting cooler, thankfully. Yeah, we got enough good weather, so now we get to, to business, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Before we start talking about Anchor, please, let's start with you, Harsh. Tell me, tell us some a few words about yourself. Yeah, so I'm Harsh. I am an architect by background. So I studied architecture in school and I worked as an architect for a few years. So that's kind of my main skill set or, or expertise. But along with architecture, I also am an, a programmer, uh, an engineer. And so I have been learning programming and building products for quite a few years now. And my latest thing that I'm doing is working along with Salim and Hovar and a whole bunch of really cool people at Rio for the last year. So last year, around May, I packed my bags from Seattle in the United States and moved to Norway to work with all of these cool people. And here we've been doing a lot of consulting, product building, problem solving, basically, for the AEC industry. And it's been a lot of fun. Just some background about my prior experience. Before Reop, I was helping run an entrepreneurship team, like internal innovation team at NBBJ, which is a global architecture firm. So out there, I was kind of an architect, but architect with a tech skill set, trying to help other colleagues of mine be better and faster at what they did. And also learning a lot from them, obviously, about the, the design and construction process. Other than that, I will say that lately, most of my time has been focused on what we're going to talk about, Anchor, and uh, figuring out what problems we're trying to solve with Anchor, along with Salim. It's your turn, Salim, now. Hi. So I'm also an architect by background, but during my college days, I spent uh, a lot of time doing non-architecture stuff and uh, doing, you know, programming and uh, grasshopper and those kind of stuff. So I developed a very keen interest in uh, computational design and anything computational in, in general. So later I worked for uh, WeWork and there I could uh, witness a lot of uh, cool stuff built by amazing people over there. And then I worked for Gensler and could build my own stuff there as well, similar uh, computational design and standalone tools. And uh, last year I joined Hobart and the team at Reop in Oslo and that's been pretty interesting and ever since I started at Reop we've been building Anchor and that's that's the most exciting thing happening and pretty excited about how it works and what it is and, and the mission itself let's talk about it yeah that sounds very nice okay cool now guys tell me what is Anchor? I think maybe I can take a little bit of that. Maybe Salim, you can add things as as you see fit and what I miss. Yeah. But at its core, 
Anchor is just database in the cloud. It's a property database in the cloud. The idea behind Anchor is that it is a utility to be used by all different stakeholders in the AEC construction value chain, right? So the idea is that if you are a designer, engineer, uh, contractor, building owner, you have some use out of Anchor. You have some use out of this property database in the cloud, and what benefit it gives you. And so we basically are leaving the the scope of Anchor pretty open. and trying to find more and more different use cases and problems to use our database basically why did you start to code anchor what is the issue you wanted to fix yeah so the main problem that we're trying to tackle is the issue of data quality when it comes down to model based construction and delivering of high quality models to construction sites for facility management and maintenance this kind of originated actually from our experience at reop over the course of 3 to 4 years working on various uh, public projects in norway and i guess our expertise our background is as designers and architects and engineers we deliver data and models to the client and when we were working on these projects and consulting alongside fellow architects we realized that it is quite challenging for project teams to deliver high quality data when the client requires it when i say high quality data i mean ifc files uh, final bim requirements with a bunch of property sets on them and we found ourselves solving the same problems over and over again for our basically design and product and engineering clients which was you know dynamo scripts excel workflows trying to populate parameters and check parameters in revit and archicad and tecla and we had this kind of let's call it brain fart last year when we were talking about property databases and how property databases work and we realized that if we just made a property database that is independent of design applications independent of revit and archicad and tecla it will actually solve a lot of the problems we've been repeatedly solving fresh on every project that this idea alone can maybe almost help us a lot in our consulting work that we have uh, on a day-to-day -day basis and so mm -hmm. the problem we started by solving is to make it easier for designers and engineers to deliver good quality data to their clients. Uh, since then our I guess uh, scope has expanded a little bit by just talking to different kinds of stakeholders about this property database. We realized that another value proposition is that it makes it easier for owners to check the data that they get delivered that they don't have to manually go through and see all the files but they get reports that uh, they couldn't before and it's easier for contractors to enrich data and use it in other ways that they didn't have uh, easily accessible before so you know make the data a little bit more accessible to site get some analytic analytics out of their model data things like that but in in summary it started out as application for designers to deliver better data but we now are finding more things along the way for other stakeholders as well uh -huh. okay i understand that makes a lot of sense now how does this work is this a standalone application what other application it integrates with anchor on its own is pretty platform agnostic it is just its own little cloud hosted server and and database but then we have built connectors to different applications right now the main connector that we have is to revit so we have an anchor add in for revit that hooks up your revit model to our cloud database mm -hmm. to allow you to sync data to the database and back from it to your revit file and we've also built a functionality in the database itself to import ifc files so you can sync your ifc files to the database and export it out future as fresh files our plan is to add more and more integrations like this so just two way streams of data going between mm -hmm. different proprietary applications and open formats pretty soon archicad is next on our list tecla is on our list 
maybe even Rhino and SketchUp in the future. But the idea is that you should be able to connect to all kinds of design and authoring applications through Anchor in the future. Only authoring applications, you say. Isn't there any value in making this connection also between tools like Solibri or uh, Navisworks? Is there any case for this as well? I'll actually punt the Solibri and Navisworks question to Salim. But before I do that, I think there's one more case to be made, which is to connect it to applications downstream the value chain. So say, for example, you get a bunch of IFC models from your design teams and you want to check it and create a Power BI report. Connecting it, exporting to Power BI is pretty valuable. Exporting this data to other applications like cost calculation systems. Big Office is one that I use in Norway quite often, I hear. Calcus is another one that is that is used to so actually hooking up the model data to other applications that can use it is also something that we are looking into. Okay, it's not an existing functionality, it's something that you think to integrate in the future eventually. Correct, yeah. When it comes to Solibri and Navisworks, it's more or less what we're trying to get away from. Since you understand most people open IFC files in Solibri and they do takeoffs and create views and all those. Yeah. But what we're trying to do on Anchor is that you just go on a website and you can do exactly the same thing. So why would we integrate it with Solibri? Okay. So it's more or less we have like an overlapping functionality when it comes to Solibri, but it it, it seems a lot more easier and intuitive when it when it's like a web platform to extract data, to validate data, or even to visualize. At some point, we're, we're going to have like a 3D viewer. So imagine your IFC model just shows up on Anchor, and then you can see the data and data and model at the same time on the web. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm thinking about clash detection. I assume you don't have any, or do you plan also to make something that uh, regarding this? Because this is actually one of the most important, let's say, things you can do with Solibre, clash detection. I think for that part, because Anchor is just a metadata, mm -hmm. right, like our focus is metadata on the yeah. parameters that you have on your project. Mm -hmm. So we're not starting to focus on clash detection, uh, as I mentioned, but our goal is data quality and mm -hmm. clash detection comes under that goal. So eventually we will. But that's a longer term, longer term thing for us, yeah. I would say. Not a priority. I understand. No, noticing IFC.js. So imagine IFC.js develops like a library for class detection. Then it would be like a super easy thing for it to integrate with Anchor. So you have like every feature that IFC.js has plus whatever, uh, you know, data management and quality control that Anchor provides in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure IFC.js won't focus only on that, but that's one part of one goal of, of the team. Uh, Antonio yep. said that several times, so it's pretty clear that that is going to happen. They want yep. to do that. Yeah, uh, that leaves a lot of opportunities. I'm really yeah, looking yeah. forward to those times, to be honest. Yeah, it's the project IFCJS. It's really growing at a very, very fast pace. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for it to take by, by storm the entire industry. And we can't wait to integrate with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon. Let's start this chat. Let's have some fun. Let's see something. Let's navigate through something. Let's see how this tool looks like. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just going to share my screen and uh, show you guys Anchor. Can you see my screen? Yes. Perfect. So as I mentioned, Anchor is a web platform. It's a database that has a front end at anchordb.com. So this is how you access all of your data that is stored in Anchor. Mm -hmm. And the way we've structured Anchor is around projects, elements, and properties. So as you can see, a project is basically, it can be anything. It can be a road project. It can be a bunch of building complexes. It can be a single family house. 
the mm-hmm. idea is that it's uh, one thing that you do and a project typically has files the idea is if you're working in multiple revit files or ifc files you can link these files to your anchor project and the project will help manage metadata across all of those files for you so what i'll show you guys is an example of i would say like if you're a designer or an engineer and you want to use anchor how you would use anchor alongside revit to help manage metadata so Typically, in our experience, in a lot of projects, what tends to happen is the building owner comes to the design team with a bunch of property requirements. You know, they say, I need process parameters, I need fire rating, I need sound rating, and all of these different properties to be attached to certain elements in the model. And these property requirements get defined either as MVDXML or Excel or JSON or something like that. And so the idea is when you start a project, you first come into the properties tab and anchor here and import your owner's property requirements directly into Anchor. Previously, if you were using shared or project parameters in Revit, and you were maybe having a Dynamo script that automates the creation of these shared parameters, you don't need to do that anymore. You come to Anchor, you import your owner requirements, and it just creates all of those requirements directly as Anchor properties for you to start working with. The next piece is hooking up your files to Anchor as basically connecting your Revit or ArchiCAD or Tecla files to Anchor. This is a project where I have connected Revit files. And so if I go to this Manage tab here, you can see that I have these three Revit files that are directly linked to Anchor. So there's onfill, set, and infill. And the idea is that uh, basically these are connected through the Revit add-in. And if you have the add-in installed, every time you sync basically to BIM 360 or your central server, it will also sync the data to Anchor. And so you'll always have the latest live data that the central model has also available to you in Anchor. And if you're afraid of the sync being slower, don't worry. We are we have optimized it quite a lot. So it's only a few seconds at most, like mil- usually milliseconds of added sync time to sync this data to Anchor as well. Now, once I have my owner requirements defined and my models uploaded, basically, I can start going and querying and managing my data using Anchor. So the main way you do that as a designer is you go to tables in Anchor, which I would say are kind of a replacement for Revit schedules. So this gives you a nice filtered overview of your elements and properties across different files. Mm -hmm. So I'll open this table here that says ceiling, for example. And the ceiling table basically is a pretty simple, simple setup. It says, give me all the elements in my files that has a there is an instance element, so is type is false, and the Revit category is equal to ceilings. Mm-hmm. And there we go here, I have 757 ceilings that are coming from three different files. What I've also done on this table is added a few more properties just to understand what I'm seeing. I have grouped it by the, the type name of the element, so I can see what the different types are in all my files. I'm also checking the MMI value for these elements. For mm-hmm. those of you who are not in Norway, this is kind of the Norwegian version of LOD. Yeah, and so the, the idea is of detail of, of the objects exactly and uh, a very typical requirement is you need to have mmi delivered to your client in a specific format it needs to be mmi space 100 or just 100 and a lot of errors that we actually face is that the mmi value is incorrectly formatted so it's not easily machine readable on the client's mm-hmm. end and so i can see here at a quick overview what the mmis of my ceilings are looking like which files they are in and see what is also missing. So I can see that the ceiling one element does not have MMI on it. Say, for example, somebody accidentally put in the wrong data, you know, say I put in my mother's name in this value, I can easily check it in Anchor, come in here and fix it as well. So what I do is just fix the ceiling to here to be MMI 200. Mm -hmm. And 
then and there it just updates that value for this element in this file. I'll just show you guys a few other examples of how you would use the tables. If, for example, I want to make a quick query and see what is going on, I can make a query to get all the walls on level seven. And this basically shows me, okay, what wall do I have on this level? And just a simple filter, it says, give me everything that is in base level of, of this one. Mm -hmm. Another quick example, let's say, is if I want to, if I'm a BIM manager, I want to do a quick QAQC check. I can have an MMI check table, which basically just shows me all the MMI values in all my elements in all the files. And I can see here, somebody has said hello as an MMI value, which is probably me. So I'll just go in and again, fix it really quickly, or I can just send a screenshot of this and flag it to somebody saying, hey, somebody is incorrectly put this MMI value in here. Mm -hmm. Oh, regarding mm -hmm. that. Just sorry for yeah. interrupting. <laughs> no worries. Regarding how you say something to somebody, did you think about uh, making integration with uh, BCF through the BCF format? Yeah, we actually have that as a part of our roadmap. So we do plan to give back some kind of, maybe it's BCF, maybe it's something else. We aren't sure yet, but we do want to give BCF-like feedback. So say a building owner is checking something, they can export a report that can be easily checked in the model. I was thinking beyond exporting and importing. I was thinking that's why I said BCF through a server, through a BCF server, in a way mm -hmm. that if you can use Beam Collab or Beam Track and so on, right? If you can make an integration with mm -hmm. this kind of tool, then people can just comment. You define it there and people can see it. This element in my model is not working. But yeah, I think for that, you will need also a 3D viewer, which maybe you will have sometimes in the future. Yeah. And one workaround that we have for this kind of a thing now yeah. is our Revit add-in. So these tables that you see in the web are accessible oh, okay. directly through Revit as well. So okay. say I have this Revit file here and I go to the anchor tab and open tables. I've opened that same MMI check table here within the Revit environment. And so I can actually check what elements specifically in Revit are wrong opening this table. So it's kind of a similar idea that I can maybe say select on this 200, which is named incorrectly. Mm -hmm. And it'll just select this, all these elements for me in Revit as well. Yeah. And so that way it's a easy way to collaborate and check data in the model directly. But at the same time, I, I do think it, it would be cool to also integrate with uh, BIM track and, and these other guys to actually have an issue tracking system. This is more of a collaboration system rather than issue tracking as such. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One more cool functionality that actually currently we just found a bug in, so I won't show it to you, but is that you can do a quick QAQC of your model by also coloring this data. So there's a little button here called color that yeah. will go ahead and color each row in your table a different color and map it to your Revit elements. So these are actually already pre-colored. Mm -hmm. So you can see what element is what value with just the color on it. And so maybe this looks a little funky right away that this should be similar to the rest. You can mm -hmm. just go in and fix it, either in Anchor or in Revit. This is not very clear so far. So the mm -hmm. changes you are doing in Anchor are pushed in Revit. Explain a bit this. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually my was going to be my next thing. Okay. So <laughs> the idea is that you can use Anchor in two ways. You can use Anchor as the primary parameter store for your project. So you can manage all of your data in Anchor. And uh, the way you interact with Revit is, is in two ways. What you do is you press this pull parameters button if you want to save that data back to your Revit file. And what it does is, is if you have a shared parameter in Revit that is the same name as an anchor parameter, it will just write the anchor parameter value to that shared parameter instead. And that way you can basically save all the data back to your file. 
the other option is if you go to file export ifc anchor will the anchor add-in will automatically find all the anchor parameters that live in anchor and inject them into the ifc file on export so you'll get an enriched ifc automatically from anchor that will basically give you parameter values that only exist in anchor and not in the revit file that is the way we suggest uh, of working which is that you kind of maybe throw out shared parameters almost and use anchor as the main database and export to ifc from revit with anchor add-in installed Mm-hmm. The other alternative is if you want to use Anchor kind of as a QAQC tool only, but still have your data managed in Revit. The way we enable you to do that is if you go here to setup, we help you push your shared parameters continuously on every sync yeah. to Anchor. And so the idea is if you already have a project existing and you don't want to get rid of shared parameters, we will let you basically write all of the shared parameter values to Anchor every time somebody syncs to Central. So you can have the tables and the coloring and all of the functionality of Anchor while still using shared parameters in Revit. So then I can either check it and update the shared parameter in the properties tab in Revit, or I can go to the Anchor table, update some value, and then pull it back to Revit. Mm. But thanks for the, that was a clear question, Beto. Thanks for clarifying. All right. So that was the, I guess, way of managing metadata and checking what's going on in your model in a more granular way, looking at the values, looking at the elements, selecting it in Revit. Mm-hmm. We have some other functionality as well that designers can use, which I'll show really quickly. Uh, one of them is this uh, little button in Anchor called Populate. Mm-hmm. Populate, uh, in effect right now, is meant to be like a replacement for get set parameter in, that you would use in Dynamo ordinarily. I haven't used it so much myself, but from a lot of people I've heard that about 80% of what they do in Dynamo is get set parameter. And the idea is that this is a replacement for that. One of the things that we saw pretty often amongst our clients was that you had a lot of contractual requirements that you had to populate on every element in the exported IFC file. Say, for example, it needs to have a file name, it needs to have a contract number, it needs to have all of these different parameter information that is mostly contractual. And we have built populate to kind of solve that for you. And so this is an example called file name contract. The idea is that every element in this file called infill must get some parameter values attached to it. So what I'm saying here is when an element is inside of the infill file, give it the give the ANSV property a hundred value rating, give the fire rating a suffix to it, and give the acoustic rating element the same value as its type. So inherit the type value and apply it to the to the instance. And if I save and run this, this will go ahead and just uh, automatically apply all of that information to my my properties in that file. As you would do in Dynamo, there's a couple of advantages to doing this way. One is it's much faster. It doesn't block you from using Revit. It happens automatically in the database. And the other part is that it can a- apply across files. You don't have to open three different Revit files, open Dynamo, select the documents, run it, have an error or warning when you update 2000 elements across files. This just happens in the background, happens seamlessly, and you can do it across as many files as you would like. Yeah, that Uh, sounds good. And uh, pretty soon, Alim is uh, going to release for us a very cool feature called Automate that is kind of populates big brother. (laughs) Idea is that right now you still have to create a workflow, hit save and hit the run button. We're not a big fan of buttons. And so what you're going to have is a workflow that you can set up. You can say that every time a user syncs this Revit model, I want to populate all of these parameters in the Revit model based on these conditions. 
So our dream is that when a user models a wall in Revit and syncs to central, that wall automatically gets all the right parameter values with, without anyone having to touch anything at all. You can also set up things like scheduling and tasks. For example, every Wednesday night, I want to populate all of these parameters before the IFC model gets exported the next day. So that's coming pretty soon to the product. Mm -hmm. Nice. Last thing I will show you, this is maybe a little useful for designers, but this is primarily a utility we built for our building owner clients which is the validation functionality in Anchor. So say it's that it's a Thursday afternoon and your deadline to deliver the IC file or, or whatever BIM delivery you have is, is the next day. And you want to just make sure that what you're delivering is correct before you send it out. Validation kind of gives you a bird's eye overview of what is correct and what is wrong based on the property requirements of the owner. And so, for example, I have a simple validation rule set up here, which just says that whenever my MMI is 350, I need these three properties to have these values. So fire rating must be a value of 60, ANSV1 must exist, and is external must exist as well. And if I run this, what I get is a pretty simple report of what is going on. I can see that ANSV1 has a 100% pass rating, but there's something funky going on with fire rating and is external. Mm -hmm. And I can dig into it further by just opening this inspect button and seeing, okay, why is my fire rating missing? Looks like there's none right now in my model. So it's a way to get a bit of a bird's eye overview and then dive further into the data. We also let you download this data to a zip or a JSON so that you can visualize it in different ways in Power BI. Mm -hmm. But what I'll show you guys is a very cool validation that we set up that is much more detailed and d directly on IFC files. So I just imported the sample ghoul station model here, which basically has a whole bunch of IFC files that uh, come from starts big. And I've also imported their property requirements as an MVDXML. So we have an MVDXML import directly in Anchor. You can import it here. And this, these are all the architecture requirements from Statsbig that I'm comparing to Gold Station. Mm -hmm. And as you can see, it basically composes all of the requirements for what IFC flow segment must have, what IFC window must have. If I open this, it shows me that IFC window, if, there, if it exists in the model, it must have all of these properties on it. Yeah. And if I run this validation report, I get a pretty detailed overview of what is going on in my in my project. Then I can go ahead and filter it down by file. I can say, okay, let me just see how the architects are doing. Check the architecture file. Not so good it looks like there, but this is a bit better. And I can uh, start to slice and dice these reports for more information. I can just see the window requirements. And again, I can start digging into it further by clicking this inspect button and seeing what is actually going on with the values and where the values are missing. That, I think about the gist of it with Anchor, it's a pretty simple app. You've got tables, populate, validate, and import basically to get your files and data into Anchor along with our Revit added. I have a question uh, for you. Mm -hmm. Let's say you are a client, right? You don't have Revit, but uh, your uh, other subcontractors or people involved in the project, other stakeholders use these tools. Only as a client, how would you use it? Would you use only the validate stuff? What would be the purpose and the workflow for this? Yeah, so if you're a client, I think the main thing you want to know is what data you are getting from your team mm -hmm. and also passing this data on further down to other stakeholders. So in that case, uh, you can get data in two ways in Anchor. Most clients of ours just get IFC files as the delivery. So what they do is they import this data into Anchor and run validations on it or open tables to actually see what the values are looking like. The other alternatives, which we think is a promising future, is if the, the whole team is using Anchor together and pushing data directly from the Revit files 
you as a client don't have to open Revit at all or even get IFC deliverables. You can just go to the anchordb.com login and see all of the data that the teams are pushing uh, in their design models on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually check and, and track your project uh, progress just by going to Anchor while the team constantly syncs the latest data to it. Yeah, okay. I understand. So it works understand. like an information master for different projects. Yeah, makes sense. If I want to try this tool, like, can I buy it somewhere? What do I need to do to try it? Yeah. And what is the process for this? Yeah, good question. Right now, Anchor is in an open beta and it's free. So we just released Anchor to everybody to use. If you are somebody with a use case, uh, you can reach out to me, fill the form on our website and we'll get you set up. And you can use it basically to your heart's content for free. We're not sure how long this free period is going to last, <laughs> but at least until further notice, it's going to be free to use. And so okay. what we really want is we want to learn about what people want from Anchor. We want to build a good product first and foremost. And so we're not trying to commercialize it just yet. If you are interested in having us work closely with you and implement it deeply in a project, if you have specific needs and you want more functionality or scripting or something else, then we also are doing some more custom development contracts with clients using Anchor as main, I guess, base or platform to do that. Mm -hmm. But again, to use Anchor itself, there's no cost right now. Okay, that sounds very nice. You heard it, right? Just go ahead, download it and try it. Where people can find it on reop.com or anchor.com? Yeah, so you go what? to reop.com slash anchor. Oh, not Amler, that is something <laughs> else. You go there and you just drop email and I will send you an invite or we'll send you an invite to Anchor. So you can, the invite will have your login credentials to the website, the link to the Revit add-in and all of the documentation that you need. Okay. Is there any limitation regarding the size of, a, of an IFC file? Nope. Well, uh, IFC file, there is a limitation when it comes to import. I think it's around 500 megabytes to a gigabyte. We've okay. pushed it further, but that's a recommended size that we give. Okay. But as far as the amount of data that you can push to Anchor, there isn't any right now. We have clients pushing over 70 million parameters to Anchor. And we're not, we're our database and we are not complaining. It's completely fine and works well. Yeah. Cool. Where should we expect the new features, the new tools integrated with like Archicad? How does the roadmap look for now? So honestly, Archicad and Tecla and those integrations haven't been asked so much. What's been more important is exporting IFC files. So importing data, enriching the file, exporting back to IFC and then hooking Anchor up to external APIs, like connecting it to other data sources downstream. Okay. This is primarily a request from our contractor and building owner clients. Okay, so... Uh, to uh, use. And how does export works for now? It works very well. Like you can export without any issues into IFC. Right now, there is no IFC export. <laughs> okay. So that is the that is the thing we're going to release next. Right now, uh, we have Enrich F, uh, IFC, like if you export from Revit, that IFC gets added data on top of the existing data from Anchor. So that's what we have now, but we are looking at a more elaborate export. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. How should people reach out to you? So we see reop.com. Do you have any other channels? Would you like to send a message for? Yeah, definitely reop.com slash anchor. That is the best way. I always respond uh, within a few days at the most. 
there's also my email which harshadriyum.com salim is also always open <laughs> salim@riyum.com and if you go to our website you will see all of our contact information phone twitter linkedin all of those uh, avenues at least i am and salim are pretty available yeah. to get back to you on okay so riyum.com Also, we do post exciting updates on LinkedIn whenever we have new features. So watch out for that. Yeah, I think should follow Hovar. He's uh, he's the one posting maybe, or you as well. Yeah, follow Riop first on LinkedIn, and then <laughs> okay. Hovar as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool, guys. Thank you very much. It was thank very you. nice to have a closer look at Anchor. Let's hope many people will try will be curious and try the project the the tool and uh, give you some uh, useful feedback yeah that's the main thing we're looking for and thanks for having us here pedro it was really nice i really liked the question it was nice to answer them awesome then i guess see you around see you that's good see you